Yeah, they got to know us well. And it's funny because I feel like they walked our journey with us because like the first week we were like, oh yeah, we're here for just a few more days, but we're not sure what we're going to do yet. And then we'd come in a few days later and she's like, oh, you're still here? I'm like, yeah, we decided to stay a little bit longer. We'd come in a few days later like, oh, you're still here? Yeah, we're going to stay a little bit longer. Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Hobson. Thanks so much for joining us today. Today on the podcast in our studio in Salt Lake City, I have my beautiful wife, Sarah, joining me. Sarah, how you doing? I'm doing good. Today is our day off of work before school starts. Yes, yesterday we had back to school night, which was in the morning and the evening. COVID is weird. Uh, and we had a very long day. And today we get off and tomorrow we start school. Dun, dun, dun. Sarah's going to be a teacher. Sort of. <laughs> what are you teaching? I'm going to be teaching yearbook. Those kids which I had. I don't know if it's technically is a class, but. I had some kids that showed up at the back to school night yesterday that walked into my classroom and they were like, so are you teaching yearbook? Because I saw Hobbs as the last name and I laughed at them and I said, you would not want me teaching yearbook. It's my wife instead. And that'll be much better for you and for everyone else involved. <laughs> if you made a yearbook, it would all be blue. It would be. And it would be beautiful. But all many be people would like it. Be sports and history. These are wonderful. You have great ideas. Can I do the yearbook class? <laughs> no. No? No. Well, uh... It has been a long time since we've done one of these podcasts, not just me and you together, but I've been slacking during the summer. David told me a while ago when I slacked before, it's really stupid that I'm not doing the podcast, especially during the coronavirus time, because there's, I mean, what else is going on? I mean, we're getting ready for school, but not much else. You've had ample time. I have, but we're, we're going to do one, and my wife fit me into her busy schedule, and we're, we're ready to go. <laughs> right. Although she did just yawn a second ago, so I'm not sure uh, if she's very excited about this, but we'll see. So I wanted to talk today uh, about our very unique time at the end of last school year for me. Uh, March. March, which seems like four billion years ago. March 2020. Yes. And what life was like for us? Yep. Think we can do that? Yep. So... I remember the dates are fuzzy, but when my school at ICS decided to close down, it was a whirlwind of some time. Had you already been working at home whenever I started working at home, or was it like the same time? I was working from home, but it wasn't supposed to be permanent. Yeah. It was like, hey, let's work from home this week, because Trump just shut down the border to Europe, and that affected tourism drastically in Mm. all states, Utah including. And so they weren't sure what to do, so they just made us all work remotely, which was easy for our our office to accomplish. Yeah. Then we had, at the end of a week, sometime in March, it was like we had discussed what if we were to go online, and then in the middle of the day one day, they said, all right, this is our last day. We're closing down for two weeks, one week that was spring break anyway, so it didn't matter, and then the other week was just going to be shut down. We're going to have these two weeks, and then we'll come back hopefully, and be able to do some sort of in-person type thing, which in hindsight is funny because... L-O-L. Because that did not happen. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, weren't your parents here around that time as well? Yeah, I think they came the first week of March. And as soon as they got here was when restaurants started closing down and the Capitol shut down because we went and it was closed and we were shocked. Um, 
and we went to R&R Barbecue, and they had the table six feet apart, and mm-hmm. we were kind of like, what is happening? Because mm-hmm. you had seen news articles, and obviously you heard about it in China, but it hadn't really affected the economy in the U.S. at that point that the public knew about, I guess. Yeah. So they were here. It stunk for them because, like, we have a fine-sized apartment for people to be able to stay in at night and then go do things. But when you're stuck in it all day, it's not the best. With five adults yeah. and a one-year-old. Yeah, because your parents and then Megan and Ruby came. Uh, but it, it was okay. But right after they left, ICS closed, and I came home, and I had a very... Actually, you had the idea first, didn't you? To go to Florida? Yes. Yeah, but it was kind of a joke. Yeah, Sarah had a joking idea that, hey, we should go to Florida. And then ICS closed, and I came home, and I was like, like we should really go to Florida. <laughs> you were so determined. I was so... Well, because in my mind, I was really bummed, because we were supposed to... I was supposed to go to David's graduation. And oh, yeah. And all well, the family was supposed to be I had there. I forgotten all about this. Yeah, and then they weren't. And then I found out that a big chunk of the family was going to be in Florida, obviously minus David uh, and and a few others. Um, And so I wanted to be able to go down. And we had at least two weeks where I was not working at all and Sarah would be working remotely. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to go to Florida. There was some convincing that it was okay to travel during this time. But eventually you agreed or at least reluctantly came. I remember the only reason I was reluctant is because my my work wasn't promised to be remote. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like, oh, we're going remote for a month. It mm-hmm. was like, oh, we're going to go remote until this blows over. Mm-hmm. So I was scared I was going to be in Florida. And I was like, oh, see you at work tomorrow. And I'd be like, oh, I'm 29 hours away mm-hmm. in a different state. So I ended up asking my boss, Rosie, for permission, which I'm glad I did. And she respected our wishes and thought it was a great idea. And so we did it. Yeah. So ended up flying to Florida. Got we to did see... not pack enough clothes. <laughs> I mean, we did. We just had to wash. The The original plan was us, for us to stay for two weeks. How long did we actually stay, Sarah? Five weeks. What did your coworkers keep asking you every time that you were on a Zoom call with them? One, how my marriage was doing. <laughs> and two, how my relationship with my in-laws was working Cause out. Because that's a long time to spend in, in a home with your in-laws. Yeah, they would always start out and be like, Sarah, how are you doing? And I'd be like, why? Like, I'm doing fine. Oh, well, like, how's your marriage? And, like, how's being with your in-laws for that long? And my responses were always funny because it was always not what they expected Mm because it was always a positive response. I promise, Jim and Lynn. (laughs) And so everyone just thought it was crazy that, one, we would be willing to go and stay with our in-laws for Mm -hmm. that long, but, two, that we still loved each other. Were you nervous about that aspect of it when we went down? Because really, you didn't know my parents very well at all whenever, before Florida. I imagine you know them decently now since we lived with them for five weeks. But you had met them really just a handful of times. Were you nervous about that aspect of it? I don't think I was nervous. I think I was curious how it would pan out, but... I mean, you only speak highly of your parents, so I trust your opinion about that. That's good. They're pretty cool. I like them. They are pretty cool. Also, Stephen reminds me all the time that I am a miniature gym. Uh, So every time that I do something, it's because Dad does it, and it's quite interesting. So if you like me, at least you'll probably like him, and Mom's awesome. So Yep. It's all good. 
so we got down there to Florida. Did a whole bunch of things. Uh, a bunch of family was in town. I'm going to forget who exactly was there. So obviously mom and dad, Becca was there. Uh-huh. Um, Steven came down and had surprised people. Taya came down with Brian and, and then their kids. kids were there. Anna was there. But Anna surprised Natalia. Mm-hmm. There's lots of surprises because Steven, Steven was a surprise. surprised your mom and dad. Yeah. And then I know Anna was there with her kids. Did Kevin come down or did he yeah, have to Kevin. stay? It was everyone but Sarah and David. Everyone but Sarah and David and Alyssa. And Alyssa. Because Alyssa didn't get to come down. Um, but yeah, so we had all those people there for like the first couple of days. We did like a cruise ship tour not like a gigantic cruise ship to the caribbean a but boat, yeah a boat, a boat tour, tour around in saint and it had historical aspects it did it was great i really enjoyed it mm-hmm. saw a bunch of people partying on their boats we did which was also fun and funny because it contradicted all the covid ideologies mm-hmm. of what we had witnessed so yeah. far yeah uh so it, it was it was a pretty fun time to be able to see all of those guys uh while we were there in florida um, what else did we do, Sarah? We went to drive-in church. We did. We had been very disappointed with, the, like, we were watching Hope Church online, and it was great, but it's very different sitting on your couch and trying to get motivated for worship and actually feeling like you're doing something as opposed to being there in person. Yeah. So mom and dad, uh, started attending Turning Point, uh, in St. Augustine, which, is the church that they used to go to, and then they stopped, and then they went back because they wanted to go somewhere. And they had this huge field out back uh, where they just had people drive up. Like, you were at a drive-in movie, you turn your radio to a certain station, uh, and you sing together when you pull up the lyrics on your phone, and then they preach, and then yeah. you go home. Yeah. I really enjoyed that, because, one, it was, like, something for us to look forward to every week. And also, it was, like, a chance to put on somewhat nicer clothing than we had previously. And to feel like you actually did something. Because if you just roll out of bed, kind of half-watch something yeah. online, and then go about the rest of your day, it doesn't really even feel well, like yeah, you Well, yeah, and also, I mean, obviously the spiritual aspects were important because everyone needed encouragement, especially during those first few months. So, yeah, it was nice. It was. Yeah, and it was a little... A uh, bit of the South that we hadn't had in a while, so that was nice. Yeah, so I, I miss the South. Because really, Florida, northern Florida is just like southern Georgia, much more than it is the beachy vibes and, and things like that. Um, we took lots of walks. Lots of walks. Lots of Sometimes lots of walks. two, three times a day. Yes. But we just had to get our steps in. Am I right? It's true. Very true. Mom and Dad were a part of a something where they were gambling with their money to see if they would walk every day. Shame, shame. Uh, but if, if they didn't meet their step count, then they would lose like the 40 bucks that they had put yeah. in or something. It was an app. Yeah. But they would literally be like 10 o'clock at night. And if you know my parents, you know, they do not stay up late, but they'd be like 10 o'clock at night and they I, just oh, go walk. Gotta get my steps down. They don't have their steps done. So they got to keep going. And we, we accompanied them a few times. Mom, I thought it was funny. She would, uh, It's not fair because mom's shorter than dad. So they can walk the same amount Mm -hmm. and then mom be done with her steps because it took more steps for her than it did for dad. But it's probably karma because dad makes so much fun of her, especially throughout the years about how slow she walks and the the shortness of her stride. So it's payback. Definitely payback there. Yeah, but now she has a bike, so she doesn't have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. And a scooter. 
Oh, is that? I, I thought it was a the electronic scooter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, we tried to take Egret on a few walks when we were there. David also and Sarah's known dog. as Georgie in a past life. Oh yes, Mom called her Georgie all the time. I think Dad did too when he wasn't just yelling at her. And then, uh, so that dog was down there until David and Sarah could move to California. And I will say, she was not my favorite mammal until Sarah and David took her over. Just so much pee. So much pee. Why? And nervousness. I don't know. It's very terrible. I remember the time I was trying to let her out and do your mom a favor. And so I went and got her out of the walk-in closet in your mom's bedroom. And she peed all over the walk-in closet, and I felt like such a terrible person. But then I learned that she always does that, unless it's Lynn that lets her out, so I didn't feel as bad. But I did feel awful. I felt like the guilty child that had done something behind their parents' back, and I didn't want to tell my parents about it. The most disgusting part of... And Egret's great, and it looks <laughs> like a complete different dog now that she's She's awesome now. <laughs> now that she's got more... There were so many different things that were going on. Her, like... Literally being put in a crate to go from Kentucky down to Florida. Then you got all these different people there all the time. And then across the country all the way to California. Dog has lived a life. But now it looks like it's been shaved and it doesn't pee all the time. But the most disgusting thing I remember is it was laying on its back. Then I came out to put the um, leash the leash on Egret. And she let me do it. But as she was laying on her back, she was peeing. And it was just getting all over herself. Because she was nervous. It was disgusting. And then we washed her. Yes. But, you know. Yeah. Everyone's got their quirks. Even dogs. It's great. (laughs) Even Egret. I will say, Chip hasn't done that. Nope. Chip always uses a litter box. Go Chip. He does. And he doesn't play turd hockey anymore. So that's really cool. He, he is not interested. He's laying in here in the podcast studio and just looking at us like we're stupid. But that's what cats do, so it's okay. Um, we also ate a lot at a certain, well, just in general for me, but at a certain restaurant whilst we were in Florida. Apparently, the only restaurant that exists, according to Daddy, is the Blue Hen. Yes. And it's not, you're not able to eat on Mondays. I will say... I was surprised at how hipster the blue hen was after hearing Jim talk about it so much. Hey, Dad's super hipster. I just thought it was going to be like this little hole in the wall, like cafe with a lot of southern charm, which is exactly which is exactly what it was, but it had that modernized like hipster vibe, mm-hmm. very like Southern Living magazine, which I guess doesn't go with hipster very well. <laughs> the the people that serve. Yeah. Are definitely but if you, like, took them out and just walked inside, it's, like, this beautiful magazine spread in, like, some southern magazine. Yeah. But every yeah. time we went out to eat, it was just that place. Yeah, they got to know us well. And it's funny because I feel like they walked our journey with us because, like, the first week we were like, oh, yeah, we're here for just a few more days, but we're not sure what we're going to do yet. And then we'd come in a few days later and she's like, oh, you're still here? I'm like, yeah, we decided to stay a little bit longer. We'd come in a few days later like, oh, you're still here? Yeah, we're going to stay a little bit longer. And then eventually we've said our goodbyes. And really that conversation happened between me and Sarah every week. We would schedule a flight. So we originally, when we came down and planned staying two weeks, then going back. Uh, And then that weekend we had a discussion and said, hey, I'm online for school. That was a hard discussion. Yeah, you're online for work. We can do that just as easily here as we can anywhere else. And it's warm. Well, a big factor was Lucy was watching Chip for us. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Lucy. She's the best. She was watching Chip, and she had taken him to her apartment. Mm 
and she discovered how gross cats can be. Love you, Chip, but they can be gross if you don't take care of them. Why all the hair, Chip? Why? <laughs> we don't understand. Like, what, you, you, he was you also, seem to be so clean, you lick yourself all the time, can't you, like, take the hair and put it yeah, somewhere? Yeah, he was also still in his turd hockey phase, which, yeah. for those of you who don't know what that is, when we leave the house, he pulls his poop out of the litter box and plays hockey with it against the walls. But we fixed that. Mm -hmm. We fixed that problem. So Lucy eventually brought him back to our apartment. And so we just felt awful that she was having to check in on him every few days. But we sent her lots of gifts to compensate for, for the burden. Not just gifts like, you know, texting, but actual gifts. with Oh, uh, gifts with a T. Yes. Yeah, so we appreciate you, Lucy. And we think she still loves us. Again, we're going to do this podcast, and people are going to listen, and Mom and Dad afterwards will be like, no, we hated you being there the whole time. You stayed way too long. And then well, Lucy was... is going to tell us, no, we, 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 I, I hated the, the fact that I had to watch Chip the whole time. So we're being very optimistic here with how people feel about these things. Well, that was another thing, too. I didn't want your parents to be annoyed that we were staying there and mooching off of their resources during mm. a pandemic. Mm. And eventually your mom... Uh, told me like hey we are not upset if you stay here and you're not crossing any lines uh but i'm not cooking all of your meals <laughs> i was like totally respect that it did make it a lot better though the fact that sarah and i after the well sarah was working the whole time but after those first two weeks where my school had taken some time off i continued to work uh, and so mom and dad were still working outside the house. They'd be gone most of the day, come back around dinner time. We would be working at the house mostly by ourselves because Becca was also working. So it almost felt more like we just lived in town and we were visiting every night as opposed to all of us being confined to this space uh, and being uh, all over each other the entire time. So I think I think that made it a little bit better there. Yeah. I also forgot we had bonding time not just with mom and dad, but with Ty and Brian while we were down before they left to and go. And Becca. Yeah, and Becca. But oh. I'm just saying, Becca did not sure come to Hope got... Sound with us is what oh. I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, while Ty and Brian were still there in that first little bit, um, they went down to Hope Sound because they were picking up a car. Uh, that they had purchased. I think Grandma had bought it and was going to sell it and then didn't end up selling it. So Brian and Ty were going to buy the minivan and take it back to Texas. So we decided, since we were there for a little bit, that we were going to drive down with them. Mm -hmm. uh, they could pick up the car and come back. And then we just stayed at Uncle Mark's house for a few days down there with uh, Ty and Brian. And that was a lot of fun. We got to see, I got to show you around Hope Sound. You'd never been before. That which, was so fun. Yeah, which is where Grandma and Papa live and where Dad lived from 14 on and where Mom and Dad met and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we got to see a lot of things. Uh, mm -hmm. Uncle Mark let us use his uh, mopeds that he had there. That was fun. Yeah, so we drove around. That hurt my butt a lot, but yeah. it was fun. But it was awesome. Yeah. It was a blast. The houses there were really pretty. And we played, I think for the first time. Was it the first time you had played that Speak Out game? Yeah. Yeah. But I remember... At first, me, you and I were stinking at it. Yeah. Because we're like, there's no way that Brian and Natalia can be that much better at this than we well, are. Well, let's explain <laughs> what the game is first for people who wouldn't know. So, Speak Out is a game where you've got these sometimes like tongue twisters and sometimes just like normal things on a card that you have to say and get the person on your team to guess what you're saying. But the twist is, you ever been to the dentist before, or especially the orthodontist, where they put those... Uh, things in your mouth that make you open up really wide and you can't really talk clearly that's what you put in your mouth which i thought was funny we were playing that during a pandemic 
We didn't switch them. We all kept the same ones that we had started with. But you try to get the other person to guess. Yeah, we sucked at it. It was really bad. Yeah, but then we figured out it's because we were using the kid mouthpieces. Which wouldn't you think that would make it easier? No, because they're smaller and then they you'd kept, be able to move your they mouth. They kept popping out of our mouth and they hurt our gums. Yeah. Because they were squeezing too tight on our gums. Yeah. So when we discovered that, we got exponentially better. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't. I still don't know if we won, but... Probably not. And also, you know, Ty and Brian have been married longer, so they have the... Connection. They do have the connection. We're still working on the that. The deeper, the deeper roots. Yeah. One of my favorite things that we did when we were in Hope Sound is we went and saw Grandma and Papa, but Papa was about to um, go through a medical procedure, so he has had to be quarantined at his home, but they, we still wanted to see them, so we went over to their house, and they sat on one side of the porch. Like we, 10 feet away from us. I think it might have been like 15 or 20, and we sat all the way on the other side of the porch. And we just yelled back and forth the entire time. And it was great. And got big by noceums. <laughs> yes, bit by a bunch of noceums that were back That was there. my first exposure to noceums that I remember. Besides Antelope Island. Besides Antelope Island. But they weren't like that. And they weren't that insane when we were on Antelope Island. Yeah, they're just kind of nasty little bugs there. But it was fun. It was good to see them. We also went and saw Uncle Dan and Aunt Julie and um, their kiddos uh, yeah. and sat on their back porch and didn't yell quite as far. We right. were somewhat close, but still talking. Yeah, we saw the college where your parents met. Mm-hmm. And Wish the thrift stores would have been... Were they open and we just didn't go? They weren't open the day we went there or something. Oh, okay. I think. Because that's the best part about it. Yeah, because remember Natalia went and bought a bunch of books. Oh, so we should have gone. I think. We messed up. Yeah, and then we swam in the pool some and you got super burnt. I did, but it was great. Because you fell asleep on the float. It was so relaxing. Yeah, and we watched the McDonald's series. Remember? Yes, yes. So McMillions mm-hmm. was a show that we had watched the first time I've ever been to Sundance Film Festival. Uh, and I guess you mm-hmm. two or you went with Lucy to another movie or something? Uh, I think we went first. Okay, anyways. We, we went to Sundance, which is in Salt Lake, uh, earlier. And we watched, it was the first three episodes of the show McMillions. It's about the Monopoly game uh, that McDonald's used to put on that I used to absolutely love and how it was rigged by the mob. And it goes through all this story. A lot of it centered in Jacksonville because that's the FBI office that was working on all of it. So it was really cool. We watched the first three episodes at Sundance and then it didn't come out for like two months. And it's on HBO or HBO Plus or something like that. And we did not own that. So we thought we're never going to be able to finish the show because I'm cheap. Uh-huh. And I don't pay for subscriptions. Very sad. Those things. Yeah. Um, but Uncle Mark has HBO. At and his we house, found it. And we watched uh, the last few episodes on You there. did. I fell asleep. You but did. Oh, well. You caught me up. That's par for the course. But great show. Highly recommend it. You don't have to go to Uncle Mark's house in Florida to be able to watch it. Uh, but that's an option. That maybe. is an option. <laughs> for a small fee. Yes. Um, but yeah, that was that was pretty pretty cool. Um, what else, Sarah? What else was fun? How was working in Florida while the rest of your team at the tourism office and at ICS a little bit was back in Utah? Uh, I mean, it was as good as it could have been, I guess. I definitely sat in every seating place in the house just to mix up my day. And Mm. everyone would always be like, Sarah, like, why are your backgrounds always changing? And I'd be like, because I'm always sitting in a different chair. And if there were people in a room or you were on a video call, I'd have to go to another room. And sometimes I would sit on the floor or at the kitchen table or at the dining room table or in the office. 
So it was funny because I was just like always rotating, whereas a lot of my coworkers were just staying in the same place. But I mean, it was it was good. I think it was nice. It was but much better than being in our small apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, working every day because also we had a place to walk there we had family to interact with we had a dog we had nice weather Mm because it was still snowing and cold in utah Mm -hmm. at the time so i'd say all of the factors were in my favor how was it um because your boss at uot rosie Mm -hmm. is awesome she's great but you usually show up to work even in utah earlier than she does she shows up oh yeah well, um, they usually start working early afternoon or late morning, mm-hmm. uh, just because their schedule allows for that. Yeah. Um, and they work later in the day. But with the time change, that's an even bigger type deal. Yeah, because I like working as early as possible and getting off as early as possible. So by the time I was signing off, a lot of them were just starting work because we also had a big time difference yeah. from Eastern time to Mountain time. So that was interesting because a lot of times if I sent an email at 2 p.m. Eastern time, it wouldn't be responded to. Until the next day. Well, until like 7 p.m. Eastern time, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't online then, so I wouldn't see the email until the morning. So a lot of projects probably got done slower than they should have been, Mm -hmm. but uh, I think it worked out good. For me, mine worked okay because my school day didn't start till 10 (laughs) o'clock, and so I pre-recorded all of my lessons because I was terrified of having technical difficulties on a Zoom call with one kid and then not be able to go for the rest of the class. So I pre-recorded everything and then just posted them and sat at my computer all day with Zoom pulled up waiting for people to call if they had technical difficulties or if they had a question about the lesson or anything mm-hmm. else. Uh, so it worked out okay. But I tell you, teaching to a screen, especially when there's no one on the other side of the screen, gets old pretty fast. So the last three weeks of my classes, they did a project <laughs> instead of me continuing to, yeah. to teach for the rest of the time. But I think it was good. They learned. So... They learned it. Probably the biggest challenge that we had when it came to Zoom calls, because everyone knows about Zoom fatigue, and if you're on it all day, how like just staring at a screen drains you, and then it's frustrating. To me, it's like traveling. I always get upset whenever I sit in a car all day, driving, and then I get somewhere and I'm dead tired. I'm like, I did nothing but sit. Why am I so tired? Well, because traveling takes it out of you. Same, I feel, is true of Zoom calls. Like, you're sitting and just talking to people. But you feel so drained after doing all of those meetings and stuff. Yeah. The The time difference did not work in our favor when it came to BSF. Uh, yeah, because BSF is typically at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, which made at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And my, my group typically lasted an hour. And what is BSF? Bible Study Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just our Bible study here in Salt Lake City. Um, and we're doing it on Zoom. But Andrew... Uh, his group was with the older men who seemed to be a lot more long-winded uh, and go off on different rabbit trails compared to the women who start on time and end on time. Like, which we is, don't mess around. Which is interesting because isn't the stereotype with men and women, like, men don't talk nearly as much and then women talk well, all the time? Well, the thing about BSF is structure and training mm-hmm. is something they place a big emphasis on. So with women... Uh, they have the kids they need to tend to, and, you know, they're always in the back of their mind thinking of the things they need to do, and which shouldn't take away from, like, group and discussion, but I enjoy that it ends at a specific time and that we don't lollygag, because there are a lot of women in our group who would mm-hmm. talk, and Lisa, our leader, gives them that option. Mm-hmm. She's always like, I'm signing off at 7, but if you want to stay on the call and chat longer with whoever, you're welcome to do that, but class ends at 7. Yeah. Um... 
which I like. That's something I love about D- BSF is a lot of the discipline mm-hmm. that they involve because it's more of like a learning opportunity versus like let's sit down and just talk about our life. Mm-hmm. It's like let's study the Bible rigidly mm-hmm. and have some sincere takeaways. Like let's not just like let this go wherever it may go type yeah. thing. But. So the classes would start around 9, and I loved my group, and it was great, and I probably would have loved it even more if I had been in the same time zone. But it was literally 11 o'clock at night every week that I was yeah. done. And, I was and like, we oh, also, also our <laughs> Sarah com- would be done and then walk through the room and be yeah. like, doo-doo-doo, I'm done. And then I'd be like, crap. I would always watch something. <laughs> I have another hour. <laughs> but also we did community group with Hope Church still, uh-huh. and they didn't start at 8, right? And so we started at 10 usually, you remember? Mm-hmm. Because they started after the weekly worship check-in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we wouldn't start community group until 10 p.m. on mm-hmm. Tuesdays. And that was, I was not present. Yeah, Sarah I was, just, was asleep the entire, I was there. I, I was, was like, I'm so sorry, guys, but I'm not going to be able to be as involved in this as I typically would be. It's fun, though. I learned a lot of things you can do on Zoom through that. Um, and then also for the bridge, the second through fifth grade Sunday school class that I teach with one of our friends, Lucy. Um, there's so many things you can do. So with our community group, what do you remember what was called the game? Jackbox. Jackbox games. That was so much fun that you can play from a distance and everyone's on their own computer or their phone. Uh, With Zoom, uh, with the Bridge Kids, we did a bunch of different games like uh, Find a Match. So a kid would grab a random item and show it in front of the screen. And then everyone else would have to go and try to find a random item in their house that matched it the closest. And it's great whenever you get really weird things. Uh, because then the matches are just hilarious whenever kids come through it. So, oh, no, yeah. it, was, it was good with all those things. But yeah. Zoom fatigue is definitely a real thing. Yep. Um, I'd say one of my favorite memories from Florida was when Jim and I went and bought some sidewalk chalk from the Dollar Tree. Oh, yeah. Which that Dollar Tree was a whole other experience in and of itself. <laughs> I forgot... I forgot about the redneck culture of the South until I went to the Dollar Tree in mm-hmm. St. Augustine. Yeah. But we bought some chalk, and then we wrote a scripture verse on the sidewalk, really big, so that when people walked by, they would be encouraged by it. And then one night, me, you, and Jim, and Lynn sat out in lawn chairs in the driveway and ate dinner, which was like a smorgasbord of things as people walked by, and we would just like say hi to everyone as they walked by. It was so much fun. <laughs> it was like we had a lemonade stand or something. Mm-hmm. But that was one of my favorite memories. I thought your favorite memory would have been your introduction to Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we watched Disney Plus for the first time because Andrew and I refused to get that because we are scared that our lives would go out the window if we had access to every Disney movie ever made. And have they? No. No? That's good. <laughs> we have a little bit of discipline. Not much, <laughs> but a little bit. Yeah. We also we watched a lot of Disney Plus, but we definitely watched a lot of movies that had to do with death. <laughs> Every time, every time we picked a movie, if courtesy mom, of Phil Gross's recommendation. Yeah, if mom and dad picked one, or if Phil gave us a suggestion and we watched one, they would be great movies. But then at the end, someone would always die. Yeah, and it was like, what's <laughs> what's going on here? It was very saddening. Yeah, but it was but great most, movies. Like they weren't most... bad movies. We just were hitting a, a streak of the yeah. same theme. I think death. the only movie we watched that didn't end with death was Call of the Wild. Is that what it's called? We watched Onward. But even the dad dies in Onward because he was already dead. And then he, like, is coming back. He re-died. Yes. That is so sad. Great movie, though. Why are we (laughs) drawn to these dead? It makes sense with Phil. 
Because that in his job deals a lot with death, so it makes sense. My dad that, is a hospice chaplain. Yeah, yeah. If you listen to, I don't know what episode it is, but some episode that has to do with Phil, and it will we'll talk about that. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it was it was a lot of death though. I wasn't super psyched about that, but still great movies. They're yeah. fantastic. Also, I would like to give a shout out to Becca because yes. we spent a lot of time with Becca, and I enjoy getting to know her Becca's and visiting her at work at Target. And running to the grocery store with her, and riding in the Jeep with her, and watching all of her weird Korean shows. She has so many weird ones. And listening to her sing in the shower. What was the food that she had us try that was like ice cream inside the dough balls? Mochi. Mochi? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Did yeah, you like it? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of my favorite Becca memory while we were there. We played the board game. Smart A. Smart A. Yes, this is this is on the children and family tag on uh, iTunes, so you have to make sure. I'm awful at that game. I'm so bad at trivia. Uh, Becca loves to play it just because she wants to see when I lose, and when I lose, it makes her so happy. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I we went to the beach. We played uh, some of the the games and stuff at the beach. Volleyball. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I keep thinking of the moment when she would, like had a laughing attack, but that's when she was in Salt Lake. Oh, that wasn't yeah. when we were in yeah. uh, Florida. I'm so excited for her to move here. But She's I love you, Becca, <laughs> and I'm glad that we had all those memes. Yes. And and hopefully now you were encouraged and not discouraged yeah. from moving to Salt Lake since that's what your plan had been. Oh, hopefully that didn't work And <laughs> thank you for all the frozen pizzas that you heated up for us yes, in the oven. They were we delicious. appreciate that. Very good stuff. Master Chef. Also, Jim and Lynn, we're sorry for the crazy amount of milk you guys had to purchase while we were visiting you because Andrew and I have a problem when it comes to dairy products. Yeah, I have reformed myself, though. We don't buy nearly as much milk. I think it was making me slightly sick. Almond milk. Sarah's convinced that I have, like, I'm lactose intolerant and I'm gluten intolerant. No, you're either or. Either or. One of the two. Because I drank a bunch of milk and I would eat a bunch of sandwiches and then my stomach would always hurt. So not just sandwiches, but grains. Yeah. Like you would eat chips or a sandwich or whatever, whatever. Yeah. So I don't know, but not as much milk anymore. To be continued. Which is sad, but it's whatever. Yeah. Any other big things we're leaving out from Florida? Um, I don't think so. Nothing. What was eventually the reason... Like, we continued to have our discussion every week. Should we go back? Meh. Technically, we, we could have still been in Florida until probably two weeks ago, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that I had to be back for was we had end-of-year meetings at school um, that I had to, to go and do stuff for. But yeah, the other yeah. thing, too, was, like, our responsibilities at church. Church was not meeting. So it didn't, like, we could watch online, and then I did the Zoom calls. We did the Zoom calls with our community group and with the Sunday school class and stuff like that. So it was it was just nice, very relaxing. I know that's not everyone's experience through the, the quarantine time, but we got very lucky, very fortunate, and yeah. we're grateful for it. I miss all my chats with Lynn in the morning. Mm-hmm. Every time Lynn exited her lair also known as her bedroom. Mm-hmm. We always had some fun chats in the morning. Yeah. They're the best. I like my parents. They are the best. They're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, then we came back here and that was that. That was our trip and to Florida. And our life continued. It did. 
So Utah overall, style. Sarah, what uh, Florida was a good trip. You don't regret the fact that you spent five straight weeks with your in-laws and flew on multiple plane rides during a pandemic. Nope, no regrets. And you know, we stayed healthy the whole time. So we did. We stayed healthy. We're good to go. Yep. I regret how many times I played Monopoly, but besides that, what? I am. That was the I'm, best part. I'm satisfied with all the memories. Sarah doesn't like the way that our family plays Monopoly because we I play fast. The, the, do not. The biggest problem people have with Monopoly is it takes so long. But if you're rolling really fast and making decisions really fast, you can get it done in an hour or so. Well, I could be buying a property and then the next people would play and it would be my turn again and I'd still be buying the property from my first turn. Gotta pick it up, Sarah. Gotta pick it up. It's stressful. We'll work on it. Okay. But besides that. Uh, thanks for joining. I'm glad that we got to do this podcast. I think it was fun. Do you feel the same? It was fun or it, uh... Fun. <laughs> All right. Well, that was something. Uh, and to those of you listening, thanks so much for joining us here on the Hobbs Happenings Podcast, where we use stories to bring our family closer together. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs. Join us next time for another exciting episode. And until then... Toodles! Toodles!